When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Unpopular opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, shut up! Joining me today, he's my co host. I keep having to come up with things to say about him, but he's back this week. There's that. He's been gone for a while. He was in the fucking upper northeast where bill belichick lives and all that shit ladies and gentlemen jeff may also joining me he is the co-host of what is apparently a very fun show called wrestling pro wrestling that he co-hosts with rivers langley he's also a fantastic comedian whenever we're able to get back to that kind of thing and he is a giant ladies and gentlemen Eric Barnes. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Jeff can go to hell. What, Adam? Why? You're doing the because th- you're doing the thing that you always do. Eric saw you mean it. Being on the show, I'm well, so sorry. Being on the show and mocking I me. When I talk during the intro, I'm not knocking you when you talk. I said mocking, not I didn't hear an M. Knocking. Also, uh, I, I, maybe, I heard it M. Mate, oh, yeah. Not the first N. And I'm <laughs> no, I, no I said M, like M&Ms. Unless, unless, that is, unless that is a racist candy that I'm unaware of. Yeah, it has. M&Ms have been canceled long ago. Get with yeah. the times. Hey, that's Eric Barnes. Also, that, that's Jeff May, obviously, my co-host. Hey, it's me. It's me. It's Jeff May. Back from back from the road. Yeah. Back from back from my mom's road. <laughs> <laughs> and Eric Barnes is here. Yes, this is me and how I sound. And I didn't go anywhere. Yeah, I didn't go anywhere last month either. Well, yes, I did. I went mm. to Seattle. I'd never been oh, there that's before. Leaving. Yeah, that's I, a different. That's a different place. Yeah, it I, sure is. I, I went to Burbank. Yeah. I saw my first heroin needle in. Seattle, that was fun. I'm sure a lot of people are surprised I've never seen a heroin needle, but yeah, I'm shocked actually. Yeah, you it was have. just in the street. It was aggressively Seattle, not even near Kurt Cobain's home. It's like right downtown. Yeah, that's like the Freedom Trail for Kurt Cobain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you just follow those needles. Follow Isn't those it needle a crumbs. Seattle tradition to leave a bouquet of heroin needles at Kurt Cobain's grave. I did legitimately leave an array of pre rolls for the housekeeping staff because i bought oh. a bunch of weed when i got to seattle and didn't smoke at all and i was like someone clean in this room smokes weed so that was I mean, nice what, are we not know. supposed to take weed on a plane no you're not supposed to take weed oh. on a plane still because i did yeah i mean i, I took edibles get... i took a lot of it ed- like a lot of edibles onto a plane yeah it's really hard to catch you'll be fine i usually i fly with keef which is like the pollen of weed but it has the highest concentration of thc also 
if you empty out some valerian root caps and refill them with keef, it looks exactly like valerian root. And valerian root smells so strong that even if they opened the bottle and smelled it, they would just smell the valerian root. And then you just pour the bottle out and you can tell from the color which one's weed and which one's valerian root. Write that down, America. I have traveled with weed that way for the better part of 10 or 11 years. This oh, is just- the time when I find out that Adam Todd Brown is the Gordon Ramsay of marijuana. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I go over to Jeff's place and scream at him for not using marijuana correctly. Yeah. So in These that way, I'm a lot. These are garbage. <laughs> You're not high. Oh, no. <laughs> you know how he talks. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's not what Where's we're talking about this week. <laughs> we are talking about Donald Trump. I feel like we haven't talked about Trump in a while, which also kind of feels like it was the right thing to do. I'm uh, oh, kind of him. I I kind of love the fact that we haven't talked about. I know we we should be on guard <laughs> about him. Yeah, but I needed this break. Not gonna lie, I needed the break from him. Yeah, it's just been nice not having him be president. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, not that Biden is amazing. No, he's actually doing a lot worse than we thought he would do. Yeah. Well, yeah, he he's not, and, and we didn't, we, and we, the collective here, didn't think he would do that great to begin with anyway. So that's no. saying something. I didn't think much of him when I voted for him, and it's somehow gotten worse. But yeah. I do stand by the at least he's not the other guy. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And so we're talking about Trump again because there are, as we record this this week, there are rumblings that there will be more violence surrounding Trump's bid to get reelected in 2020, which has never, ever ended. He, uh, he is still campaigning for that election. It's supposed to happen a couple days after we record. So that's cool. Oh, it, I, I am very excited to see how this turns out. Me too. I don't know if excitement would be the word I would choose. Eric, but it's excitement. I Not the word I would choose. Anticipation? Uh, like the Carly Simon song? <laughs> exhausted fear? Is there a word for that? I think you, I think it's just exhausted fear, probably. Exhausted fear? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Being like, I'm too tired to be horrified anymore. Yeah. But I feel it's like we're It's not a malaise, to- but- you know, we're hitting the point where we're going to have to buckle up to start being horrified again, because if nothing else, this fuck stick's going to run again in 2024. But one of the things I want to talk about on this episode is it's an idea I had last week. And then I Googled around and it, it turns out I'm not alone. Someone else talked about it in 2016. It's the idea that Trump actually represents the singularity. What? Which, Which never- like we're going to all become robots. Yeah, I think that's what people generally associate the singularity with. I, like probably many of your listeners and some of your fellow guests, am a fan of Neon Genesis Evangelion, which proposes a singularity. So I'm familiar with the human consciousness and even just human bodies just becoming just goo, and we all become one living conscious being. So there's that too. But chances are technology is more the realistic yeah. route it's a very like when you think of the singularity it has very sci-fi elements to it yeah. i know the that Borg. Um, well there's an episode of tom and jeff watch batman that literally just dropped that involves 
the singularity and the singularity was stacy keach as the voice actor God, basically I... becoming like a lawnmower man ish like virtual brain that exists yeah. in this world you have no idea how much i would prefer to become in singularity with stacy keach than with donald trump that'd be pretty great yeah, yeah the be. the reason it has so many sci-fi connotations to it is because it's an idea that first surfaced in 1993 or at least the phrase the singularity and it was by way of a science fiction writer named Werner Vinge that's not a name no that's a name that's it's a, an but is it you can't be born with that name and not become a science fiction writer well no, that, that sounds like a stunt man like a german <laughs> stunt man Come look at oh. the great, the great daring feats of Vernavinge. Well, Vernavinge <laughs> could also be the Neo to whatever Mr. Anderson's real name is. You know what I'm saying? It could be that could as well. Vernavinge wrote an essay called Technological Singularity, and he defined the singularity as, quote, a point where our old models must be discarded and a new reality rules. As we move closer to this point, it will loom vaster and vaster over human affairs till the notion becomes a commonplace. Yet when it finally happens, it may still be a great surprise and a greater unknown. But it doesn't have to be technological. Like, he was writing about it from a technological standpoint. And so we generally associate it with, like, the rise of artificial intelligence, which is what he was talking about in that. But you can also define the singularity as the moment when a civilization changes so much that its rules and technologies are incomprehensible to previous generations, a.k.a. a point of no return in history. And oh, boy. Boy, does that sound like a thing we're dealing with. Yeah. I think that describes Donald Trump pretty fucking well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a thing I thought about last week, and so I Googled around, and it turns out back in 2016, a writer named Roland Kapferer wrote an article with basically the same premise, but this was before Trump even was elected, and his opinion is that Trump is a turning point in American politics. Here's a quote. Trump is the singularity. Indeed, I want to claim that he is the technological singularity, a hypothetical event in which an intelligent agent runs out of control in ever-increasing cycles of self-improvement, a negative manifest destiny. And I know there's some words in there we don't associate with Trump, like intelligent and self-improvement, but He's not calling Trump smart. He's just saying as this thing that Trump has unleashed on the world progresses, it will get smarter and improve each time it pops up. Like if Ivanka Trump was to run in 2024 instead of Trump, that's not better. That's just a hot, articulate Trump. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. a big problem. So in that way, what Trump started would improve with the next cycle. Improve is an interesting choice. It's improving itself like a virus. I would say evolve it would just continue to just become more, you know, like you said, with attractive and streamlined. If anything, it's just going to build momentum and gain more favor, which is horrifying and, Wait a second. again, exhausted. Wait a second, man. You trying to tell me that I can go and vote for a Trump that but, I'm for, okay with wanting to fuck? Yeah. Yeah, you can. It oh, doesn't, man. And, and you don't have to be gay either. Oh, man. Thank God. I felt so gay over the last yeah. eight years, man. It's so cool that I can go back to being my strong, straight, angry, heterosexual Southern man that I've always been. Yeah. A humpable Trump. Yeah. Most of those people would fuck Trump if yeah, yeah. he right. asked them to. But yes, Ivanka would probably be the preferred 
option. And this is like this is kind of a thing we brought on ourselves, just like the technological singularity will be. This is kind of where discourse in this country has been headed since, I don't know, the 90s. It seems like Bill Clinton's reign in office is around the same time Newt Gingrich started pushing like partisanship. Can I posit a theory? Yes. 1980. 1980. Reagan. I would say I would Reagan. say Reagan is that keystone. That pushes the world in a spe- in um, the America specifically, but the world in general because of the Soviet Union and what ends up happening. I would posit that Reagan is that major keystone because it also glorifies that kind of. And I, I hate to say it in the wrong way, but like the idiot president, where he's right, you know, he's not particularly bright, but he is very charming. Yeah, and I think the idea of a puppet president. Because there was a lot of that with Reagan. What's always been interesting to me about the Reagan administration isn't so much Reagan himself, but the fact that his vice president, George H.W. Bush, was the first director of the CIA to ever hold that office. And if you look back into the CIA's history, that happened at a really sketchy time for the CIA because MKUltra had just come out through the church committee four years earlier. Jonestown had just happened, which after it happened, that it might have been a CIA thing was a very mainstream talking point. And the CIA was really in flux and kind of nervous about their future. And out of nowhere, the director of the CIA is like, oh, I want to run for vice president. And then what happens a year after Reagan takes office? He almost gets assassinated. Shit goes down. Well, you think about like the the amount of like that Nancy had to like control about him. mm -hmm. That's wild to me. Well, to piggyback off of both of your points, it's not just having a puppet president, but also a cult of personality that's also a puppet. Let us not paint a wonderful song to this to this issue. I mean, they mention Mussolini. It's so, a great song. I didn't. Anyway, uh, I wouldn't be over- surprised if it was about Reagan. Go on. <laughs> Probably was. No. Well, it's a commentary on all cults of personality. But yeah, the but that's the thing is that both men can be easily cajoled and moved away while also being able to get all of their followers to just go along with it just because they love the guy so much. And because Ronald Reagan was just, you know, he's a say what you will, and there's plenty to be said. You know, he had a charisma about him, and he, like you said, he was charming. Same with Trump in his own weird, misogynistic, you know, pig-headed, meat-money way. Oh, yes, hello. Hello, hey, it's me, Ron. I just wanted to come in here and say I was very happy to create a time when racist, senile old white men can hold a cult of personality and power over everyone. Yeah. It's Ronald yeah, Reagan like from Trump North did. Dakota. I was trying yeah. to do something and then it fell apart in the middle of it. And I was like, well, I'm just going to roll through that. Oh. It was okay. You did the best you can. Now tear down this wall. I'm so glad his last years were awful. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Like, there's, uh, there's they weren't been, awful enough, but. Yeah. There's a lot to be said about karma to have somebody's brain become Swiss cheese at the end of their life like that. Yeah. Or like four years into their presidency. Yeah. I mean, either one. There's yeah, that. that was the end of his life. He was like 80. Yeah, true. There's that, but if he was cut off before he did harm, I would have preferred that. But I understand. Yeah, that would have been him not getting elected to the governor of California. Yeah. 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 Again, that's fine. 
Because then, then be like, oh man, that poor actor died. Oh well, back to having mental health care in yeah. this country. Oh no, other Charlton Heston died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that part of Trump, I think Republicans could have seen coming. If you told them in 1980, hey, a president very similar to this one is going to take office in 2016. No one would have been surprised by that. I think the cult around Trump is so much more intense than it was around Reagan. Like, Reagan Republicans just wanted people to vote the way they wanted them to vote. And that shit worked. Reagan won 49 out of 50 states in 1984. I mean, that was also like blind Cold War patriotism, too, which that's not a thing that we have anymore. No, it's it's quite the opposite. Yeah, that's one thing you'd have to run by old-timey Republicans is, oh, by the way, we're going to be very aligned with Russia as the Republican Party. Yeah, and to play off the singularity, you know, nowadays everything, it's just more potent. It's Reaganism a bit more potent, which means everything is a bit more reactionary. People who were just really into Reagan are now really into Trump, and it's just been an evolved, well, not evolved, but... A grown, like a more growing malignant thought that is just the tumor got bigger, I guess, is the point I'm trying to shout out to our worst family members. Yeah. And, you know, it's different than Reagan when someone like Dick Cheney isn't on board with Trump. Right. Because (laughs) if you were to also tell Republicans back then that, hey, by the way. Dick Cheney, fucking Rumsfeld before he thankfully died. Like all of these people are not going to be on board with this very Reagan type president. That would be unthinkable to Republicans in the 1980s. But that's what happened. And man, when Dick Cheney is like, whoa, this is too much. You know, we're in trouble. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, calm down. The government is designed to overthrow smaller governments so we can get more money. That's true. That is true. Yeah. And I actually think that's one of the things that lost Trump some favor with Republicans like Dick Cheney. Like, I think Trump was not pro-war enough. I specifically think, like, John Bolton wanted war with Iran and Trump did not. Because that's the moment John Bolton... Bolted, Bolted, right? Yeah. Yeah. Eric got me on the harmonies there. Uh, So, yeah, there's a lot about Trump, even as Reagan as he is, that would be completely unrecognizable to Republicans before this, especially the part where not only is the GOP completely on board with this, including the Capitol insurrection, but the part where this is mostly fueled by a conspiracy theory about Democrats trafficking abducted children so they can drink from their adrenal glands. That part's unique. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Especially the part where they specified adrenal glands. Oh, the adrenochrome, man. Yeah, that's where the adrenochrome comes from, Uh, Eric. um, You know, well, back in 1980, they would have just said blood. I'm opening an adrenochrome truck in Long Beach. Ooh. I think it's going to kill. Iced? Yeah, iced adrenochrome. Shave ice adrenochrome. Yeah. Um, Adrenochones. Yeah. I would say that a lot of evangelicals that believed in sort of that revelation shit were big Reagan fans. So there's a lot of like that. Well, that kind of like make the world end. So Jesus comes back. Come on. Even as quickly as I brought up that Reagan supporters of the 80s wouldn't recognize the QAnon thing. Yeah, they would. It was just called the satanic panic back then. Yeah. And instead of Democrats going to prison, it was 
just well, regular Joes who were running daycare yeah, operations. Yeah, people that own daycares going to jail. Yeah. And every single one of them eventually had their charges dropped. But hundreds of people went to prison over that, over some of the craziest allegations. One of them went to prison because someone claimed they brought a giraffe to the daycare and slaughtered it in front of the kids. Where did they get a giraffe? How did no one see them bringing a giraffe into the daycare? How did it fit? Did yeah. you guys, uh, Have you ever seen a giraffe? Did I they bring a chainsaw like... to butcher it? It's it's hard. Yeah. You know who's a great witness? A four-year-old. Yeah. They definitely are known for their... Hey, Mom? Mom? Their... Uh, the daycare lady? She brought in a big giraffe and killed it in front of me, and all the blood got over my, my He-Man backpack, and, and it looked at me. One of the interesting things about that era, too, was how many prosecutors were the ones that were leading. Like It was like lawyers and cops were leading these kids to basically just agree with them for insane stories. Oh, shocker. <laughs> yeah, and we'll get back to Trump in a minute. But interestingly enough, the same group that pushed the satanic panic is the group that in the 90s pivoted to shaken baby syndrome. Which, if you look into shaken baby syndrome, that's a fucking scam right there. If you see one of those shaken baby demonstrations where the guy's just violently shaking that kid back and forth, think about a baby's neck. A baby's neck can't sustain that kind of movement without some damage. So, if you see a shaken baby syndrome case where there's no neck damage, it ain't shaken baby syndrome. And That's a dead baby. The reason that happened is medical professionals were told that if they see these three symptoms, they have to call the police because only shaken baby syndrome can cause it. And no, a fall can cause it. That's how crazy it is. They suggest that a fall cannot cause a brain injury for a child, but only shaken baby syndrome can. Vitamin D deficiency can cause those same symptoms. There's a great documentary about it. A lot of people have gone to prison over that shit, and they shouldn't have. And it's the same group that pushed the satanic panic. I wouldn't be surprised if they're somehow involved in pushing QAnon. Get out of town. Are you trying to tell me that the dumbest, loudest people on the planet are going to make shit heard? No way. I bet they're into vaccines, though. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. I got some Love stupid it. ass people I graduated with where I'm just like, how did we go to the same school? Yeah. You know what, Adam? Maybe you didn't see a heroin needle. Maybe it was a vaccine needle that was taken from some random QAnon person because they it, love them so much. They triple up. It did have microchips in it, which I thought was just because uh, I'd never seen one. I didn't know if that was part of the delivery system for heroin. Mm-hmm. But now that you mention it, yeah, it could have been a vax. Oh, interesting. So let's talk about this next thing about the GOP. This is this is another example of how far gone that party is. A former Trump administration official said recently that the GOP, not Trump, the GOP in general, is the number one national security threat to the United States. Not Al-Qaeda, not MS-13, not white nationalists, but sort of white nationalists. Yeah. The Republican Party. That's according to Miles Taylor, a former Homeland Security official. Here's a quote. I've spent my whole career not as a political operative. I've never worked on a campaign in my life other than campaigning against Trump. I'm a national security guy. I've worked in national security against ISIS, Al-Qaeda, and Russia. And the number one national security threat I've ever seen in my life to this country's democracy is the party that I'm in. The Republican Party. It is the number one national security threat to the United States of America. 
and that was Miles Teller. Yes. Shout out to famed actress and political pundit Miles Teller. Yes, mm. yes, correct. Did I call him an actress? Yes, yes you, did. you sure did. It confused me and Eric both. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I'm allowed I'm allowed to screw that up. So that's an alarming quote coming from a national security guy yeah. who served in Trump's administration. Yeah, that's it's somebody that's just like, hey, I see what's happening. And he's right. Like, we're seeing it. Like, the fundamentals of democracy are being stripped by Republicans in Arizona. Look at Florida. Look at Texas. And look yeah. at what the Republican officials are doing to their state's welfare. Yeah. Constant threat of gerrymandering and all that as well. Yeah. Not just politically, but now we're looking at, like, even shit like anti-science. Being so against science that you will let your your people fucking die miserably through misinformation. Yeah. Or yeah. regulation. And, yeah. And in letting things go state by state to be like, well, you can do this if you want to. We're not going to push it. We're going to let you guys decide. And of course, it's, you know, they just go for the route that is anti-science because of the Republican officials and just the misinformation that's being yeah. spread. And the thing is about what plays into the whole like giant singularity topic that we're getting into is I'm sure that Taylor was just looking through things and was just shocked at the fact of like, no, no, we know he's a snake oil salesman. Why are you drinking the snake oil along with him and then themselves becoming that? It's turned into this shit version of advertising that sadly I've had to be a part of here and there. In which it's one thing to be a part of something that is just quite frankly immoral and awful and that type of thing. But now it's like, oh no, fuck, they're believers too. That's even scarier. They believe in the thing that they're shilling. Ugh. Yeah, like one guy pivoted from shilling just pillows to dynamic conspiracy theories. Yeah. And who would have thought that a crack addict that has switched to pillows, built a fortune, and is now crumbling? Yeah, that guy is a fucking character. Imagine if he had just shut the fuck up and sold pillows. Yeah, we, <sighs> we'd be like, oh, it's Pillow Paul Bearer. He's I don't nice. understand. I don't understand this desire to ever want to do more than that. Like, if I if I was a fucking NFL player or an NBA player, and I got like a forty million dollar contract to play for three years, I shit you not, I'd probably retire after three years. I wouldn't say a goddamn thing for three years. Yeah. Yeah, I I'd wouldn't I'd spend any up. fucking money. Dude, I would just get a job, enjoy the rent, the, the cheap rent that I'm probably getting at the local apartment complex that the owner owns. Yeah, it'd be fucking great. But well, no, no instead people build an empire and then want to go crumble our fucking American democracy. Well, like, that's because they're retire. driven by, by just fucking having and having and needing to need and to have all the time. It's the lack of satisfaction and having the ability to say, I want blank, and then getting the blank that they want all the time. That leads them to be like, well, I already have the things that I want, so I have to imagine new shit. Yeah, it just his, keeps growing from there. His pillow empire is crumbling down. Shattering. Well, is that well, what pillows do? Yeah, well, I mean, it is made out of shattered uh, memory foam mattresses, if I... Well, it, well, it is made in the country that he accuses of stealing the election from Trump, so that's uh, ironic. China. Any, any of you guys ever have a MyPillow? You ever experienced one? No, no. I, I need a softer pillow. I, don't, I can't fuck with a memory foam pillow. I don't need that much support. I need a pillow that 
that's might as well be part rock because I need it to fight back against the gravity that is my giant oh, meat like, head. Like new metal, you need the new metal of pillows. Yeah, yes. That makes give sense. me, give me the corn or the eight stop seven or disturbed of betting. That Tommy uh, Lee get naked song, but for pillows. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 So get sleepy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It. One last thing about the coronavirus. What I don't understand is that. These conspiracy theorists never take into account what if the conspiracy to kill people is spreading misinformation about the vaccine so they don't take it. Like that is a way easier means of killing someone than developing a vaccine that what only kills Trump supporters or even if you are a conspiracy theorist, this is the exact example of eugenics that you should be paying attention to. Like because the dumbest people are dying right now. And not just the dumbest, but the most prone to not follow rules. Mm-hmm. And Occam's razor has never been their strong suit, though. Yeah, and what a lot of these, especially COVID types, don't understand is what this is going to end in is just anything that goes contrary to what the government says will be labeled a conspiracy theory, and you will probably get in actual legal trouble for doing it on the internet, which will be... A shame because my biggest podcast is a conspiracy theory podcast, but not that kind of conspiracy theory podcast. But that's what it's going to lead to is this demonization of the idea of conspiracy theories, which has been happening since the early 90s. But with the idea that, well, it's keeping us safe because all this coronavirus stuff is being spread. And sure, maybe that should be suppressed, but it doesn't mean every opinion contrary to the government should be suppressed. But once you flip that switch, they're not going to turn it off just because coronavirus is done. Like, you don't want to go into a second Trump administration with a crackdown on free speech being put in place by the Democrats. Hell no. But that's what these fucking people are going to walk us into. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So let's lighten the mood a bit and talk about violence because <laughs> oh boy, it seems like that's a thing that's coming our way. I mean, it already happened on January 6th. And does anyone think that's going to be the last time something like that happens? Hell no. no. Not at no, all. No, I don't. We didn't do any. There was no retaliation against the people that did it. So of course yeah. they're going to do it again. Yeah. N- no less. Probably truly even worse. Learned, yeah. Yeah, especially since a good chunk of the people that were attacked, that were there, that were victimized, said, no, it's not a problem. No, they were just fine, good, upstanding people. Oh, you mean that? I was to say the politicians, not the cops. Oh, yeah, the politicians. Well, the cops, yeah, not them. But the politicians that were being protected by those cops. I love how those capital city police are like, are you guys like for the police? And like, they were like, like no, thing? we're not. No. The Republicans are like, no, 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 no. We're for dying. They're for police that yeah. kill black people. They sure are. Yeah. Oh, and they're really for them. Very much. Yeah, the hierarchy goes themselves and then money that is feeding into themselves and then cops. 
I mean, I do think that's a big part of the conservative mindset. I think they find it incomprehensible that a person would ever be motivated by anything other than helping themselves. Right. Like the idea that helping other people, that must be some kind of liberal scam. Because if you're a real American, you're fucking out here hustling hard, making sure you have more than the people around you. And I think there is a big group of people in this country that just cannot imagine someone having motivations beyond that. And yeah, like they, well, selfishness is, is paramount to their existence. Well, yeah. it's ingrained in our culture. Uh, what do we worship more than the individual and the individual's success? The almighty dollar. Well, <laughs> what, is, what is the epitome of individual success? That's what the almighty dollar is. Fucking. I, mean, I fucking love <laughs> Die Hard. I fucking love Die Hard, but the root of its popularity is the fact that it's eh, just some regular Joe that overcomes everything beyond reason. And all he has to suffer is stepping through glass. Yeah. Who among us hasn't stepped through the metaphorical glass? You know, right? we are essentially but, John McClane. But there are a lot of people that do step through that metaphorical glass that aren't actors and will bleed out and die while yeah, this stepping is a, through the glass. So. This is a Christmas podcast. It is a anyway. Christmas podcast. Anyway, I haven't missed it. Let's talk about what happened at CPAC Mm -hmm. last week. That is the Conservative Political Action Committee. Is that what? Or Conservative Political American? Who fucking cares? It seems a bunch of dipshits is what it is. You all know what CPAC is. Yeah, Yeah, it's a super spreader event. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, among other things. An attendee at CPAC. This was actually in July. I don't know why I said last week. Was handing out index cards that outlined a, quote, seven domino plan, end quote, to reinstate Trump back to power. Another quote, in days, not years. Should we go through that seven domino plan? Adam, let's go for it. All I want is to go through this seven-part plan. Step one, reveal Achilles' heel. Pull back the curtain on the horror show that is today's Democrat Party. Watch Pelosi melt like the Wicked Witch of the West. See the Black Caucus and other groups flip unexpectedly and watch the tables turn. Fucking what? Can we just talk about how reveal the heel and stop the steel (laughs) rhyme and I feel like they were just on a kick? Yeah. I just I just love the fact that this plan immediately starts with no details at all on how to do. First of all, step one is like nine steps. Step yeah, one. step one sounds like it's going to require a 50-step plan. Yeah, yeah. And, and even so, it's like there's no how. It's just we just do it as if there's a literal curtain and Nancy Pelosi will literally melt, which, you know, that parts, happens. Of, parts of her might, but under extreme heat, I would presume, but... To what end? And here's Maybe the that's thing. what step two will tell us. Here's the thing. Fuck Nancy Pelosi, too. No, uh, I don't care for her but it, at all. But, but it's all it's it's like when Jay Cutler was the Bears quarterback. I accept that he was a piece of shit and wasn't that good. But it's like he's my quarterback. Fucking I'm the one who gets to talk shit, not you. Mm. So if anyone's going to melt Nancy Pelosi, it's going to be our side. Real oh, quick. Can yeah. I talk shit on Jay Cutler for a second? Because I have a lot to say. Sure. Go ahead. Isn't he like an anti-vax motherfucker? Oh, that wouldn't surprise me. Most NFL players are right now. And the NFL's at like 50% vaccinated, maybe. I would like to add that my cool friend slash former student, Sean McCune, is vaccinated. Go Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Fuck you. Oh, Go Dallas Cowboys. I have, to like, I have to support the team now. 
No, you don't. I mean, I kind of do because I don't you really absolutely, care that much about. You absolutely do not. Wow. You don't anyway. even like people who play sports. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even like sports. Here's step two. Witness a trusted conservative elected as Speaker of the House and finally reveal suppressed results of existing investigations into election racketeering. I wonder who that trusted conservative might be. I love how they're like, and finally reveal. It's like, why don't you just put find the grail? Like, you're not going to do this shit. It's all impossible. It's like, learn the power of unmanned flight or whatever. (laughs) And you're like, what? Step three, correct the official record. Reveal that Trump legitimately won the 2020 election. Step four, (laughs) the Speaker of the House drafts articles of impeachment for Biden-Harris. Step five, citizen Donald J. Trump is placed into the line of presidential succession behind the vice president by electing him Speaker of the House. Oh, they gave away who the trusted conservative is. And hey, why not just make him chancellor? Like if you want it to be this Hitler, like just appoint him chancellor. That would be just as easy. Chancellor Trump. Sadly, it sounds like well flowed. S and do Chancellor Trump for y'all. Chancellor Trump. Step number six, Speaker of the House Donald J. Trump then calls for a vote to impeach, charge, and remove imposters Biden and Harris. Step seven, duly impeach, charge, and remove Biden and Harris, whereby rendering all acts of said imposters while in office null and void and of no effect, then duly Elected Donald J. Trump resumes his rightful place as U.S. president. Okay, those last two points were the same thing, and then yeah. the last point was like three points. I would yeah. like to say that we are we are commenting on the index cards of an unhinged individual at CPAC. <laughs> I understand true. that it's like kind of a thing we're laughing about here, but like also like I don't know how much credence we can put to the seven part plan. It seems God. like it was just some fucking batshit idiot with a Imagine. with a handful of three by five index cards they got done at the fucking what is it? I was about to say, I imagine being the Kinko's employee that had to make the copies of those. Or FedEx office. Or FedEx FedEx Kinko's together at long last. The concern isn't that this plan might happen. It's that so many people in the United States believe it's going to happen. The mentality is wild. Well, it's going to happen, Adam. I mean, it was printed on a card. Yeah. And it's called yeah. literature, Adam. Read it. Yeah, it's called instructions. You yeah. read them off the back of a, a box. A, you have listen, food later. It's in a, It's on a card. It's a recipe for insurrection. <laughs> okay, I'm going to yeah. make a request to the listeners. Any of you that are really good at art or Photoshop, we're going to need an Ikea set of instructions for this for this seven-point plan. Just skip back a couple of minutes, listen to the points. <laughs> give yes, us please. An, give us an yeah. Ikea instruction. Yeah, yeah, give us some nonverbal <laughs> drawings of genitalist people putting together this plan no you know what? No, give plan. them give them genitals give them give genitals us, in this version give them a nice give a, a nice juicy set of gens give them a bear stock give us instructions for an ikea erection there you go oh you Ooh. fucker yeah i like yeah i like it yeah that was fun that's that a good fun. portmanteau i dig it so this is all driven by the my pillow guy basically like me and Olivia Hydar did an episode of the Conspiracy Podcast, a two-part episode about that documentary, which, man, 
If you are able to find that documentary, it's because you're either doing a conspiracy podcast about it or you already believe. And that's just the site you get your videos from because that fucking thing is hard to find. And it is also batshit insane. Where'd you find it? It's on a website called Rumble, which is a very right wing YouTube clone kind of site. Ah, yikes. And uh, the theory has been... It's being pushed really hard by the My Pillow guy in this this documentary, and it's not even a documentary. We did two episodes about it. It's a two hour episode of a jokeless late night talk show, basically, like an, like an infomercial, like yeah. a, like an extends infomercial that you would see after like old reruns of the Howard Stern Show on E. Or a My Pillow infomercial, but instead of interviewing chiropractors and fucking spinal experts, he's interviewing crazy people who all love Donald Trump. Hmm. And it's just person after person making these insane claims that have either been debunked, like this claim that 10,000 dead people voted in Georgia. No, they did not. That's insane. Although I bet 10,000 people that voted are now dead in Georgia. Yeah, probably. Uh, thanks, Corona. And people all died of a mysterious ailment in 2020. <laughs> and it it's all either that or it's stuff that's based on the source being, well, I know a guy who says, we got an affidavit from a guy mm-hmm. who uh, said this is what happened. It's uh, like, you always got to trust a guy. Yeah. yeah. Anyone who says, I know a guy, stop listening. Yeah. Unless it's no matter for, like what borrowing a truck. Right, right. No, like like there are certain situations where like I know a guy is very important. Like you should yeah. have a guy that owns a truck. Yeah. yeah. I'm moving. Oh, yes. I know a guy. Yeah. yeah. I'm the lifts heavy things guy. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the guy people I'm when people are like I know a guy. That's they like I need help moving. I know I'm, a guy that has action figures. I know a guy that can judge action figures. And things unrelated to action figures, too. All I know is action figures. Quit kissing Trump's ass, Eric. (laughs) Jesus. Donald Trump, well-known toy collector. So what would he be into? I'm sorry. (laughs) I didn't mean to do Nazi memorabilia, 100%. Well, well, I'm talking like in the realm of toys. Like I... Like, like, Nazi toys. I'm yeah. sure they Nazi exist. Toys. I would like to add, I don't know if you guys saw when I went G.I. to G.I. Johan. Yeah. I went to an antique store in mm. Putnam, Connecticut while I was home and found a lot of Nazi memorabilia. Like, yeah. It reminded me of that time we were in Omaha and found those fans that were chicken restaurant menus and they just had the most horrifyingly racist oh, depictions like, yeah, like, of black any people shit, right yeah yeah oh, it was boy. really bad yeah i mean this was like they were like there were nazi armbands that they called german military armbands and then there was ones that were fucked there were concentration camp armbands yep. for sale surprisingly affordable <laughs> if you go to putnam Did- connecticut for 300 dollars, you can have a genuine nazi armband that's horrifying uh, right yuck. Uh, so among the my pillow guys claims is that Trump for reasons that he has yet to explain is going to be reinstated August 13th which as this goes up was a mere 2 days ago yeah. Sorry, 3 days we're ago dead now everybody yeah yeah and as we record this it's 2 days from now so there could be a completely different tone to this podcast by the time this episode goes up this might be the last episode we ever do depending on how far things spin out of control. Yeah, the last episode I did on the show, we were talking about the Oath Keepers, and there was some other potentially major event that was about to occur, or at least some form of timeline, and 
And now I guess I'm the go-to guest for ominous possibilities. You seem like you can defend yourself. That's yeah. why we throw you I on mean, these episodes. I guess so. I, I don't have firearms, but I mean, I definitely have a lot of guns and firearms so you probably should stay away from me all i got but, is these, but i got a baseball bat i got these fire arms right here mm. <laughs> eric Thanks. i think i think you're getting how the government works in relation to people who have a lot of guns wrong oh because well. if they're listening yeah well, you don't want to say i have a lot of guns and i'm I mean, willing to use i them. do or do not have a lot of <laughs> firearms you will have to just take my word for it or don't. I have no guns. I'm too sad to own a gun. I'm too, yeah, man, in all realistic, no. So because of that August 13th claim, now the Department of Homeland Security has issued a warning that Trump supporters have increased their calls for violence if Trump isn't back in the White House and that they expect, according to some of the chatter, that this violence will happen in August. And they directly blame the uptick in that violent chatter on the My Pillow guy, which I should mention is his legal name. Uh, yeah, yeah. And his documentary, which is called Absolute Proof. That's the legal name of the My Pillow guy documentary. He couldn't get the rights to the title. It's all true, I swear to God. That's probably going to be a sequel. Olivia uh, says he's made three of these documentaries, and what? I haven't tried finding those but if I mean, that's true i guess we're gonna watch them all look knowing his story you know that this guy was like a straight up crackhead and like now you see what happens when a crackhead has a lot of money and one sole purpose he's just gonna keep making these things well what's also scary about it is if you dig into the backgrounds of the people he interviews they're all salespeople. They're all people who made their living selling crazy shit. Like one of the main proponents of this election fraud theory is a guy named Russell Ramsland, who used to sell like gadgets on the Internet. Like they're all salespeople and they are clearly selling a thing to Trump supporters. And the question is, to what end? Who is getting all of these bona fide salespeople on board to sell this lie to conservatives? That's the million-dollar question. Well, Who's doing it? I think the million-dollar answer is a million dollars. That's why they agreed to be on it. Folks, <laughs> the potential it's, uh, of getting some. I did it. Mm. I'm sorry. I was, did goof- I was just goofing. I was just doing bits. Oh, and oh you scam. Jeff. Oh, I'm sorry. What do you Jeff. want me to do? I was, like, I was like, what are we going to do with the dumb people? I was like, I got an idea. What if? <laughs> <laughs> what if I convince them to try to do an insurrection? You went to the my pillow guy and said, "Hey, my, uh, <laughs> hey, excuse me, Mister Guy, Mister Mister Guy, didn't mean to be too informal, Mister <laughs> Guy. Why don't I just sell this idea of absolute nonsense to just the dumbest or the most desperate or both of our country? It's all of those." Things, yeah. The dumbest, the most desperate. Yeah. This bulletin, here's a quote from it. As public visibility of the narratives increase, we are concerned about more calls to violence. Past circumstances have illustrated that calls for violence could expand rapidly in the public domain and may be occurring outside of publicly available channels. As such, lone offenders and small groups of individuals could mobilize to violence with little to no warning. Yay! Hey. And they, they think this is going to happen in August because of the August 13th date, which would be fitting. That's Friday the 13th. That'd be a good day to launch a mass slaughter of liberals, probably. God, 
Canada. Yeah, they're going to have hockey mem- masks a, and shit. Yeah, from a branding perspective, if nothing else, that's a good day to pull it. Way to be the good guys, you guys. But also Matt Branyard, who is the former data chief for the Trump campaign, is pushing something called the hashtag justice for six rally, which is a rally in support of the people who've been arrested in connection with the January 6th insurrection. Are they going to get justice for that lady that got shot in the face? We're going to talk about her in a second. Oh, Oh, boy. So that rally is planned for September 18th. This is a quote from Matt Branyard. We're going back to the Capitol, right where it started, and it's going to be huge. Why? So why September eighteenth? Why not a week earlier, like you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because then it's it's like when you have two kids in close proximity, you can just stack those birthdays on top of each other. I see. Right. So we'll have a well. You can get your September eleventh and your September eighteenth uh, parties presume, out of the way at once. I presume Branyard's personal calendar was too full, and he's like, oh, God, I guess. September 18th? Yeah. That's my next opening. Uh, yeah, everyone's I mean, got all their 9-11 parties. They're not going to yeah. be able to make oh, it. Oh, that's right. All he the actually, 9-11. He actually works with Tom Brady's trainer. He planned this two years ago. Crazy. <laughs> that's a reference to an episode we did about Tom Brady that I assume most people didn't listen to because Maybe you don't even, even like, like sports, sports, just like Jeff. Just like Adam. Todd Brown doesn't like sports. So maybe there will be violence August 13th. Maybe there will be violence September 18th. Or maybe those two dates will just come and go like so many other dates in the Trump timeline have. Which brings us to the last point, which is one that's come up before. Trump followers are a goddamn death cult. They sure are. Like, yeah. Like they're an apocalyptic death cult. There have been so many points where either there were supposed to be mass arrests for child sex trafficking, or Hillary Clinton was supposed to get arrested or Barack Obama was supposed to get arrested, or Trump was supposed to be reinstated. And this really ties into the Q conspiracies, which they essentially cracked. If you saw the HBO documentary, like they covered it pretty well. I don't know. Did you see the the Q documentary on HBO? Yeah, they they cover who it is, Mm -hmm. but that's not enough of an explanation for me. Yeah. Because I feel like something that works that well, it's not just one guy goofing. Well, it, it's one guy that's trying to pick up a thing to keep his website alive. Yeah, sure. Like, I get that part. But there is, even if that's all it is, it's more than that now. Well, yeah. Dumber because things have, have sparked immense danger in the past. Well, and what did finding out it's Jim Watkins do? Absolutely did, nothing. Did millions and millions of QAnon adherents go, oh, okay. We've been tricked. No, like 10,000 of them said that. And the rest are like, check out this Out of Shadows documentary. Well, yeah, because they don't want to be perceived as idiots. Yeah, you know, admitting you're... It's sort of like when I got a a Sega Genesis, so I used to just convince myself it was better than a Super Nintendo, Mm -hmm. even though I didn't get it. I I may have used this analogy before, but I would like stick to my guns being like, the Genesis is better. And I would like find reasons that I was right, even though I knew I was wrong. Genesis does because Nintendo does what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's, that's the video game version of Make America Great Again. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. So Trump is super duper embracing this death cult sort of thing. For one thing, he's already declared his first martyr, which is Ashley Babbitt, the aforementioned QAnon rioter who was killed in what might be the single most justified police shooting of all time. 
and did, while by far the trying fu- to storm the, the Capitol. By far the funniest. Yes. Police mm. shooting involved. Like, and like not even nothing else comes close. It's like Nolan Ryan's strikeout record. Like you're not going to come even anywhere close to this. Randy Johnson hitting that goose with a pitch. It's that kind of... Wait, was that a goose? Lightning strike moment. Or was it a seagull? I think it was a seagull. I think a goose is what hit Fabio's fucking Fabio. face. Yeah. There's a, lot of, there's a lot Get of... my cool birds mixed up. Yeah, I was about to say, a lot of bird collision confusion, but I don't know. It, it just seems like, yeah, this... I never want to say that an officer shooting is justified, but this is... This is kind of like, you know, those 1920s movie serials in which there's like Keystone Cops type stuff. You know, you put some wacky backtrack music behind it. It seems oddly palatable. Oh, if you put if you played the Benny Hill music. Oh, yeah. To, to that Bang. Perfect. I actually think the Capitol Police were a little more forgiving than I expected in a situation like that, because I always pictured storming the Capitol as a thing where, all right, well, people are just going to stand on the steps and mow you down as you try to approach. That's why I really did want people to try storming Area 51, because they were like, oh, they can't shoot us all at once. It's like, get ready to die by way of alien technology that you've never seen before. They can absolutely shoot you all at once. Um I think yeah. it, it stands to wit, and we would be silly not to bring up the fact that I the re- think the reason that the Capitol Police did that is because they did not act as a monolith. And a lot of those members of the Capitol Police were definitely on the side of the insurrectionists. Uh, not yeah. a lot. But enough there to were, let them in. There were a, a couple that were not doing their jobs, but there were a lot more that did. Well, there are some that were like opening the doors for people. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, like that's maybe that I'm acknowledging get... that, but I also don't think the Capitol Police are the ones that should be demonized in all this. No, but what I'm saying is that to pretend that, and not you are, but like the Capitol Police, it's like, yeah, they, they went through some suffering, obviously. And I think several of, of those men have taken their own lives after that. Is that correct? Yeah. So like, obviously that sucks. And the Capitol Police that let them in should be held criminally liable for that. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Agreed. And so Trump, this is a quote from him recently. I would venture to say it was the largest crowd I had ever spoken before. It was a loving crowd too, by the way. Many, many people have told me that was a loving crowd. It was too bad. It was too bad they did that. And I guarantee you the too bad they did that refers to shooting Ashley Babbitt, not storming the Capitol. Right. Have fun storming the Capitol. In March, the public religion research institute released a report that showed one in five americans believe in QAnon and agree with the following statement there is a storm coming soon that will sweep away the elites in power and restore the rightful leaders in other words to quote molly jong fast writing for the daily beast one in five americans believe in a kind of weird hybrid of religion and politics centered on the idea that Democrats are a secret cabal of child sex traffickers. One in five. That's like the number of dentists that don't recommend a fucking toothpaste. Yeah. I don't want to be around anymore. Well, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, you know, and not to backtrack too terribly much, but with Reagan and aligning himself so heartily with evangelicals that nowadays as things have evolved it's turned into what used to be just a team up of evangelicals and republicans into this weird 
well, the singularity. They turned into this weird hybrid of now, as Fast describes, just this hybrid religion that is, you know, just replaces the whole love and whatever of Jesus things to be just staunchly anti-progressive and staunchly anti-democrat because it's against God. And what is for God is whomever the hell the GOP puts up this week. Trump. And in this case, it's Trump. Like, evangelicals legitimately believe Trump was chosen by God to run for president. And part of that has to do with there's this movie called The Trump Prophecy that you can watch on Amazon. It's fucking nuts, but it's a true story about how this guy was watching TV and said that while watching an interview with Trump, that God told him Trump is supposed to be the next president. And he goes to his psychiatrist and tells him that. And his psychiatrist, instead of going, okay, well, here's the drugs you take to deal with that, instead goes to his evangelical organizer wife and goes, you got to hear what this guy has to say. And brings her to talk to this guy. And she's like, yep, I believe it. And she organized these daily prayer phone calls that by the time the election rolled around, There were hundreds of thousands of people joining these calls every day just to pray that Donald Trump would be elected president of the United States. And when that happened, all those people were like, fucking see, God wanted it and it happened. And now we are eternally fucked Mm. because of that. And like as of right now, like bringing up religion is accurate. I've, I've mentioned this before. As of right now, there are more QAnon believers than there were members of the Latter-day Saints or Seventh-day Adventists at this point in those groups development. And both of those groups managed to take off in the U.S. and they remain in place to this day. So if they could do that without social media, QAnon could become that kind of following where there's like fucking QAnon centers in your neighborhood and people are there worshiping fucking Trump. Yeah. Like, how do you do it? You'd be like, no, that's not true. Like, how do you tell people that they're wrong when it's a belief? Yeah. Oh God. This fucking. That's what's so dangerous about not just QAnon, but like flat earth conspiracies. There's always this component where if you run up against anyone who's like, okay, but here's why what you're saying isn't true. Their response is, well, you're part of it. You're part of the conspiracy. And you telling me that is part of the conspiracy. Like this isn't just people who believe the government gets up to shady things. These are people who have been programmed and like, you know how they, you know how they broke people of cult programming in the seventies, the preeminent cult deprogrammer of the seventies, his method was to literally kidnap people off the street lock them in a motel room and just browbeat them with questions that basically proved that what they believed was false. And even that worked like 60% of the time, yeah. 70% of the time. You can't do that. Like, are we going to round up every QAnon believer and fucking try that on them in mass? You can't. Like, I will. There, there, I'll there do is it. no, I mean, it would be nice. I'll do it. But I volunteer. Let's do it. But instead of browbeating them with questions, I'm just going to beat them with a short length of hose. Yeah, that might help. I don't know. It'll make me feel good. And I hate to bring up this next comparison, but it comes up a lot. I hate to bring it up because Jonestown wasn't what people think it was. Those Most of those people were murdered. It was not a slick talker convincing a bunch of black people to commit suicide. He was a vehement racist and those people were murdered. But that said... The sway Trump has over his followers is really similar to the power that we attribute 
to Jim Jones, which is the power to compel your followers to do things that could cost them their lives. And with Trump, fortunately, there wasn't a huge outbreak of people injecting bleach or dying from illicit hydroxychloroquine prescriptions. That said, the same outlets that are promoting Trump's return are the same ones pushing the idea that coronavirus is a hoax and that vaccines are a liberal plot to control the world. And this, even as there are so many stories, it's actually what our next episode is about, about all of these vaccine deniers who get COVID and on their deathbeds, they're like, hey, looks like I was wrong. Maybe all of you people listening to me should instead go get vaccinated. Imagine. And the problem is all of those people, when that happens, are like, they fucking got him. They fucking paid him off. Now he's part of the plot. And everybody else is, I, I love how like our side, and I genuinely love this, just like dunk on these assholes that their last words before being intubated are like, I should have been vaccinated. And it's like, you should have. We gave you yeah. all the clues, Mr. Police. Yeah, it's, I mean, it. I don't feel bad for him anymore. I feel, I don't, it's not so much feeling bad. Like, the thing is, these are, in a lot of cases, these people are in a fucking cult. They don't live in a commune and they don't go to a place, but they go to fucking Trump rallies and they go to CPAC. And I mean, what worries me more is what they're doing to other people. Again, this is the right they want. They want the right to die from COVID. And under any other circumstances, like, I would be fine with you having that right, but not if it's killing people. Yeah. And especially not now that kids are getting fucking COVID the way they are. Like, no way. And we're sending it's them right back to schools, thing. for God's sakes. Yeah. Like, I've, I've even stopped fucking with the movies again because I'm worried about the Delta variant. And I'm fucking vaccinated. You want to go to a movie later, though? I mean, kind of. Yeah. yeah. see what's up. Yeah. Yeah, what's the last movie I saw? The Green Knight, fucking rules. Was it yeah. good? It's very good. <laughs> it's really good. Really, really good. I saw The Suicide Squad, but I saw it on the HBO Max. Same. Yeah, so did I. But I, I turned the lights off and I put on really good headphones, so it was still like being at the movies. Yeah, I, I, just I drank a soda spend... and had a dude cough on the back of my neck. Yeah, that's the thing. I just didn't spend $19 buying treats. I was just content with a bottle of water like I usually am. <laughs> so... Yeah, there's the coronavirus thing, the Capitol insurrection, you could argue, was Trump inciting his followers to do a thing that might get them killed. So and a lot of them seem like they're willing to do it again. Oh, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, they're the pawns. Yeah, mm -hmm. they, they really are. Like they are the they're the frontline soldiers that are going to destroy this democracy. And to be maybe fair, Friday. That's funny. It is like a little bit. I mean, yeah, I'm at least encouraged that Canada has opened up their borders to people who are vaccinated. Maybe we could flee to Canada for a while. Seek asylum. I ain't going there. There's socialism. Oh, yeah. Good point. I'm not going anywhere that has free health care. Yeah. And maple syrup. Mm. Fucking. I'll, I'll go to Vermont. Thanks. Their money is all different Which also colors. has socialized health care and maple syrup. True. Anyway, True. sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off. So, yeah, it's a scary time to be alive if you value American democracy, which don't get me wrong, it's a broken political system for sure. But I don't know if I want it to end like this because I don't think that will ultimately end well for a lot of people I know and love. Uh, maybe even myself. Like, yeah. sure, I'm white and awesome, but also I'm not on that team. 
We have a higher it's a, it's a, survivability rate, but that doesn't necessarily mean we will survive. You said a people going to die? Yeah, we, we have a, a higher survivability rate, but that isn't tested during purge times. Oh, which, uh, hey, no, I totally agree there. I think that's the last movie I saw in the theater. Oh, Forever yeah? Purge? It was the Purge, yeah. yeah. That's sad. I liked it. I liked the Forever Purge. It's uh, So, yeah, Trump followers are a death cult. Trump is the singularity, and maybe stay in Friday the 13th. Yeah, because of Jason. Or, or check out Don't Breathe 2 in theaters. Oh, well, Friday the do 13th. That. Don't Breathe 2? Yeah. There's a sequel? There, don't Breathe Part 1 was great. It's called Still I've, Don't Breathe. Yeah. I never saw the Keep holding that song. breath. Don't breathe her. Don't breathe her. <laughs> so, yeah, I also like that we're telling people to stay in no. on the 13th yeah. when this episode comes out on the 16th. You, you should have stayed in. Yeah. You're Sorry stupid. you all didn't stay in. I do, we should. I do find it funny, well, not funny, haha, but funny eh, in terms of people going to see Don't Breathe and walk out with COVID. That is funny. No, but it's haha yeah. funny. Okay. Yeah, that is actually, that's very funny, Eric. I appreciate I know that it's funny because you told me it was funny in lieu of laughter. Right? You yeah. see that? That's yeah. the best way to know. Oh, I'm supposed to laugh at everything that's funny? How many funerals are going to get ruined? Uh, you raise a good point. <laughs> that is an excellent point. Yeah. So I think that's our sode. That's a sode. What are we plugging? Patreon.com slash unpops, unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech. There's a bunch of different ways you can subscribe. Once I get settled in and moved, I'm going to launch that sub stack. I promise. It's just, you know, there's a lot going on in my life. I got married. I'm moving. Boo! How dare you progress your life forward, you fucking dick. I know. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm very happy. You should be. And yeah, you that's got a wife a, now. Yeah, yeah, I got do, a wife now. Do, that's crazy. Say the thing. Say what? Say that when you have a wife, you go, my wife. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he yeah, did it. he did it. He, he did said of my wife. He oh, said my wife. <laughs> Oh, fucking. Oh. I got to start saying that to her more. Yeah, like all I bet she'd really appreciate it. <laughs> what about it? every morning when you wake up next every, to each other? Yeah, every well, morning. If you do that. Good morning, that, my wife. Yeah, if you do that every morning for the, the next year, you'll be my ex-wife. <laughs> my old wife. <laughs> for the wife. That was what my grandfather told me when I get married. He's like, never go to bed angry and always wake up in the morning doing a stone cold Borat impression. <laughs> <laughs> wow that's solid advice damn yeah my grandpa was ahead of his time i was about to say i'm pretty sure that for the longest time you're like who the hell's borat <laughs> yeah, he told me that when i was true and then well, he nine. met borat when he was a kid yeah yeah and then some form of like precognition he's yeah. like there will be a borat and he will say this my seventh grade girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> i didn't have jeff do you my, have it's complicated no <laughs> Do you have anything to plug besides Borat, which is a good movie? Uh, you guys, yeah, check out Borat on probably Amazon. I don't know. Also, I, I have a show called Jeff Has Cool Friends, and it's about my cool friends. I interview them. Adam was a guest relatively recently. You can skip that episode, but wow. it's about how he doesn't like sports. So that being said, though, no, you, don't. you can check that out at patreon.com slash Jeff May for early and uncensored episodes, or you can find it wherever podcasts are sold. I curse up a blue streak oh, at the end of boy. that episode. I had to pay my editor extra for you. <laughs> ah. um, but beyond that, I got a new show that I'm going to be debuting on the Patreon, hopefully in the beginning of fall, as I'm doing Maurice. That's what, short for research. Saves me time. Mm, no. Yeah. 
You can also check out You Don't Even Like Sports, a sports podcast for people who don't like sports on the Unpopular like Jeff. Network. It's like Adam. And then Tom and Jeff watch Batman on the Gamefully Unemployed Network, where me and Tom Ryman watch Batman and then talk about how we watched Batman. Is that what that's about? Yeah. Huh. You've both yeah, been I guess on that the makes, show. Mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense yeah. in retrospect. Yeah. Yeah. Top. Eric, do you have anything to plug? I'm usually a lot more fun and a lot more talkative online on Twitter, at Eric W. Barnes, you can find out what other shenanigans I'm doing. Most of the time, those shenanigans involve wrestling pro wrestling, in which myself and fellow Unpops guest Rivers Langley do commentary for. It's a lot of fun. Check them out online, at WrestlingPW on Twitter, hashtag Wrestling Pro Wrestling on all social media. Watch old shows. If you live in Burbank, August 27th is our next show, unless COVID shuts us down. Which, if it does shut us down, then please move say, it to Tin Horn Flats. <laughs> the former Tin Horn Flats. There we go. Yeah, we'll break in House uh, of COVID. <laughs> yeah, that's what it should be renamed now, House of COVID. But, that's where QAnon people are going to worship in Burbank when it all goes down. Hey, as long as they pay a ticket, they can they can believe whatever they want as long as they don't hurt the giant haystack that's fighting the Loch Ness monster at the show. So use code. Unpops QAnon at checkout to save 15% on your tickets to wrestling, pro wrestling, everybody. That's true. That's true. Please try it. And <laughs> let me know how thanks. it works. Yeah, let me, let me know if it, if it works. Oh, fuck me. It worked. Oh, shit. <laughs> you could just make these up. Hell yeah. But yeah, that's all I got. Adam, thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for doing it. Let's get out of here. Eric, say goodbye. Goodbye. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the that dumb dead lady rookie card, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Shot in the face. Take the